The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach Al Gross with Derek Kennard. Welcome back to uh from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here, I no longer have Coach Al, but you got me. Hey, we're back live, and I am sorry to say that um, I'm disappointed with the NFL and the, and the uh, Players Association did not bring the dispute. The labor uh, CBA did not come to a agreement. It has come to an impasse, and uh, I'm sorry to say that... Uh, we are on, in uncharted waters for both the league and former players, and we are now decertified as a players' union on Friday after both sides reached an uh, impasse about the expiring collective bargaining agreement. Uh, court rulings and legal st- uh, st- uh, uh, strategi- strategies will now largely determine how the NFL and NFLPA will proceed until a new labor pact is finalized. You know, and <clears throat> where do we go from here? You know, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough uh, uh, with with all these things that we need to get resolved. I believe we do have one thing, uh, actually a few things resolved. Uh, one being the uh, the rookie pay scale has been resolved. That's something that they were able to come to agreement about. And uh, it's something to build upon with uh, with all the other issues to resolve right here with the with the NFL and both the players. And, you know, as of, you know, fans, I understand that you, uh, uh, you know, these guys are fighting billions, fighting fighting for millions and so on and so forth. But, you know, this. there's something uh, pretty negative from the owners uh, from the owners' perspective that's been uh, going on for quite some time that uh, you, the listeners, should know. And in one is that the uh, NFL former players uh, have not had a decent uh, benefit package uh, for for the players uh, for quite some time, and 
You know, I know everybody thinks that uh, 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 Mr. Upshaw, Gene Upshaw, did a, did a wonderful job of, uh, and he did for himself, but he didn't do a wonderful job for his players. You know, we look across the fence at NBA former players and the Major League Baseball former players, and uh, they have they have medical benefits. They have. Uh, uh, a wonderful retirement package, and um, and and NFL former players do not, and you know it's something that they've been getting by with for a long time now, and it's uh, this is a perfect opportunity to get some of these issues resolved. This is the by far head and shoulders above the rest uh, of all sports in in America. And around, uh, uh, nearly around the world, uh, and we have not uh, had a decent uh, benefit package uh, in ever. So it's about time we get this thing handled. And man, where do we go from here? You know, what does all this stuff means that uh, now that we have uh, the decertification has taken place with the players along with the NFL. Um, I, I don't want to sound so doom and gloom, but because this is there's some positive things that that uh, that uh, have taken place, such as the uh, the rookie pay scale. You know, um, with a uh, 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 currently I have a son that's in uh, at USC, and I want him to be able to, to have top earning dollars. If he's a first round draft pick, I want him to be paid like a first round draft pack pick, but. When you have Jamarcus Russell guys like that coming out in the league with that, uh, that make a ton of money and don't pan out <clears throat> even through the life of his con- first contract, and he just got away with, you know, $25 million, uh, his initial rookie signing bonus, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's an awful lot of money to not get a, any results out of, uh, out of a kid and, uh, Yes, it uh, this rookie pay scale may be may be the the cure all uh, uh, for that, but and, and allow the guys uh, that do play well during during their first uh, contract and able to capitalize upon that after on their second contract. And I believe this new pay scale that they did agree on allows them to have a four year contract um, and. Uh, if if you're a, a top five pick or top sixteen pick, uh, you do uh, you are allowed to be have a fifth a fifth year under your contract, and then uh, beyond that, uh, uh, first sixteen guys you you have the uh, the other sixteen guys uh, you're allowed to have a six year extended contract, but. Uh, initially, you're only allowed to have a four-year contract on your first year if you choose to. If you're a top 16 pick, you do get that option to have um, that first four years is your first contract. So you can uh, capitalize upon your your uh, success out there on the field by proving yourself that you are capable of handling, handling uh, your 
you, you know, your things that you have in front of you are doing your job, as a, whether it's a quarterback, running back, DN, cornerback. I don't care if you're an old lineman. You go out there and perform, and you will be uh, rewarded by way of your second contract. Uh, and, you know, that uh, first contract is not going to be nothing to sneeze about either, that big fella. It's going to be a nice one, too, if you, especially your first or second-round draft pick. It's wonderful. Some of the things that um, – um, the the players are fighting for is to have the benefits uh, uh, for the players uh, for both medically and financially a nice a better um, better than what we have now is uh, is minimum and none and uh, it, it's it's got to be rectified and and from here forward we should get this thing done and this you know this bickering that they're, back, uh, they're bickering about uh, is a is a is about uh eight nine hundred million dollars that they, they're still bickering about but i think they do have the larger portion of those billions uh, already handled uh and and, and coming come to a partial agreement of mostly all a lot of their issues with that so with that said, you know, uh, what are some of the most frequently asked questions uh, about the decertification uh, by the players? Uh, can the NFLPA collectively bargain on behalf of players? Uh, no. Uh, no longer a union. It now becomes a trade association. It can't fight uh, fines or suspensions or file grievances for players either. So, no, uh, the, the NFL Players Association cannot go and fight for a player right now. But, you know, and we're going to get into some of those issues later on on, 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 on our uh, third segment as, uh, about that. But, uh, no, they can't do that. Uh, they can't uh, go in there and do anything for a player on behalf of the players. And uh, so how does the certification help the players? Uh, all through uh, negotiations, junior leaders said they expected NFL owners to lock out the players if the collective bargaining agreement between the two sides expired by decertifying players can and did Friday file on antitrust suit and request an injunction that could force the league to continue fully operating in simplest terms by decertifying players hope to keep professional football in business under terms they like. Um, you know, interpretation of that, uh, how does decertification help the players? It's just, you know, they uh, as, a, as a union, they can't, uh, they just can't, uh, sue the union, uh, would you, and uh, vice versa. The uh, individual players can go back and, and sue the NFL uh, for, for work stoppage. Okay, can the NFLPA do anything now in the labor dispute? It can make its attorneys available to help the players filing their antitrust uh, lawsuits. And so... Uh, yes, the, the individual players will be able to go and do that uh, following their uh, individual lawsuits. All right. Uh, next one is why decertify now? And um, two reasons. Um, first is the CBA barred the players from filing antitrust lawsuits against the league for six months after the deal expired. Second, uh, in order to possibly keep legal proceedings under the jurisdiction of U.S. District Court, 
Uh, Judge uh, Daugherty in uh, Minneapolis, the union needed to decertify before the current CBA expired after two extensions. The deadline was moved to the end of Friday, and the filings came in late afternoon. So, you know, those are some of the major major questions that's been asked by our our listeners, and um, I hope I'm able to answer that for you. And uh, one last one. Why does the NFLPA want to remain in Daugherty's court? Uh, Well... Basically, Doty has ruled in the, uh, in, in, in the uh, favor of the players in the past, including last week in denying the league's right to collect $4 billion in television payments if no games are played in 2011. So, yeah, that, uh, that's why we like that guy. That guy, <laughs> that guy is uh, he's, he's fighting for his players, the, the players, both the current and, f- and uh, former players. So that is one or, or some of the questions that uh, needed to be answered. Hey, we um, um, in our next segment we're going we're going to continue talking about the NFL and uh, and some things about the draft and the draft order, and uh, we also want to talk about uh, uh, players' conduct out there uh, when they're not on the field but uh, off the field you know this is a time of the year where we got players that get in trouble and uh it's just something that occurs every year and uh we right now it's uh, it's not the time for that we want players to uh conduct themselves as businessmen and not not like thugs but businessmen and and um handle the business accordingly so uh, with that said, you know, we're going to talk about some of these issues and, uh, and I want to talk about also, uh, you know, especially, uh, the cards, uh, San Fran and, uh, and, uh, Dallas and the Saints on it about, uh, about how, what you think, uh, they're going to get in the draft in their order. And we're going to be right back with a tic tac after these messages. Yeah, baby. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you today, starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this thing happen for you the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation inside the trenches your show 
Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and uh, man. You know, it's a huge disappointment for our, for our listeners and fans that uh, follow the NFL. And uh, I tell you, you know, it's just it's just uh, just disheartening to, that uh, we're we're fighting over all these billions and millions of dollars. And I tell you, I, we gotta get a handle on this so we can move on, move on with our football lives yeah you know going going back uh, with the NFL and proceeding forward with the uh, the draft order and uh, the mock draft we have the Panthers are the number one pick and you know they are everybody is pretty sweet on this D Bowers uh, from defensive end out of Clemson to take that uh, him as the number one pick and uh you know by the water cooler uh, they don't have no they don't have a quarterback and and from my water cooler it, everybody thinks that they're going to pick their number one pick as Cam Newton and uh uh that's going to be interesting going down the pike I tell you what man it's going to be interesting now uh one that is uh looking fairly solid uh on most of my mock drafts is the uh second round. Well, it's actually the first still the first round, but the second pick was going to the Broncos who they are considering picking fairly uh that defensive tackle out of Auburn that is just a beast and it's just a man child that just came um, just just caught fire at towards the end of the season as well as uh uh man at that uh at that fiesta bowl he really really had a good showing that uh, what a what a awesome time to peak right at the uh at the at the biggest one of the biggest shows in college football right at the fiesta bowl then we have next of course is them buffalo bills coming in as a, as a third pick in the first round and um uh, this uh 
kid out of Alabama is looks like he, uh, a, a favorite to go in that round, I mean, in the first round to the Bills. But they have so many needs. And, you know, when you talk about these teams that that uh, are picking, making these picks, is it, uh, is it want or is it need? Are they, do they just want the, that player because it's the best player on the board or, or are they covering their needs? You know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta take those, those things in consideration when, uh, when these teams are making their picks. The fourth pick, of course, is the, um, boy, it's the Bengals. And the Bengals is, uh, is going to have some issues probably at quarterback because that their starting quarterback does not want, Anderson does not want to come back. And he has threatened to retire if they don't, uh, uh, come to an agreement to trade him or he's retiring. And, and that's just flat out. This kid just want out of there, uh, of, of Cincinnati and he, he just needed Change change of scenery, and um, how could you hold a guy on, on your team that does not want to be there? You should be able to trade him uh, for value of some draft picks or some players to help your ball club. But then you got a void there as, at the QB spot. But if that kid from Missouri is still available, I don't see where the problem is. Is that and you got. The choice of Cam Newton may be still available if they uh, if these other three t- uh, uh, three teams don't pick him. So uh, it's maybe a little gamble, but uh, it's a gamble you may have to take. And they may be able to move up in the draft if they're able to move some of those players that they have under contract to get uh, that Missouri uh, quarterback. Gabbert, uh, Gabbert is looking really good at the combine. He looked awesome at the combine. He had a good showing. And, of course, we have our beloved Cardinals as the fifth pick in the draft this year. And, you know, uh, they I have not seen this Miller kid out of – Texas A and M, but they, uh, boy, they they sure sweet on him. I don't, I'm not drinking the Kool Aid, and I I would rather see them. I would rather see them. Uh, uh, you know, that is a need. The linebacker is a need for the Cardinals. Uh, with, with uh, not bringing back possibly uh, a, a Porter, and because he is, you know, he has aged, and he is not. He's unable to. To get that motor running and, and and get up the field and get to that quarterback like he did when he was a young young water here little boy, <laughs> he is not being able to get there get around that corner. So, old old time is really not working good. Uh, old man time is not working well with him. But you have Peterson out of LSU. Uh, he does look like a formidable pick, but uh, cornerback has been fairly good uh, with the Cardinals, so they may have to go at, with the linebacker position because that's a need instead of a want, but uh, a better guy on the board would be that cornerback. So, you know, there's some uh, there's some issues there, and then those are uh, – that's my uh, – my top five uh, picks, and then you have, of course, the Cleveland Browns, and uh, they have anticipated picking up this A.J. Green wide receiver out of Georgia, and they say he is phenomenal, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to pick him at 5'11". Uh, he's got to be a little taller for me to pick a kid like that. 
you know, 5'11", you got to give me a little more height than that, big fella. Yeah. Okay, uh, the number seven pick out of San Fran would have to be uh, that, that uh, they, they, they're thinking that the quarterback's going to be available, but I don't think he's going to be available in that seventh pick um, at all. He's going to go uh, in the top five. He's going he's gonna to go out of Missouri. He is going in the top five. There's it's just no way he's going to be available after that. And uh, one of my mock drafts here have fairly here uh, still available, but I don't think he's going to be available after the top five as well. Uh, Nick Fairley is going to uh, be uh, gone and off the board by the time <laughs> Tennessee get, the, get around to their eighth pick. All right, my beloved Dallas Cowboys, have uh, they have some needs that they need to get taken care of, and I believe this young man out of – Nebraska is a cornerback. We have problems in the defensive backfield in Dallas. And, yes, uh, this kid is totally awesome uh, as a quarterback and did really well at the Combine. So he will be a really nice addition to the Cowboys at the skill position. All right, number 10 would be the Skins. The Skins is looking at Jake Locker. Jake Locker, uh, he's, he, he should be available about the 10th pick. And, uh, it, man, that would be a big, uh, that would be good for, for them. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with uh, 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 my man up there uh, at, at, uh, at the quarterback position out there. He's going to have to do something with uh, Mac Daddy out there. He's going to have to let him go. McNabb is going to have to go. Uh, I don't know if the Cardinals going to be able to grab him with that high price tag they got on him, or they're going to uh, what the heck are they going to do with another quarterback? Boy, they got some problems in Washington. Houston Texans uh, are picking the 11th pick in the draft, and they got a Robert Quinn. He's a defensive end out of North Carolina. How about that? Uh, this kid, uh, Looks really good out of North Carolina. I had a chance to watch him during the, during the course of the season, and he did had a really good campaign this past season. So yes, he should be uh, be available. Minnesota Vikings have the twelfth pick, and uh, they are going to uh, um, I'll be looking at possibly getting a quarterback out of Arkansas and. Um, a lot of people drinking this kid's Kool-Aid, but, um, you know, I haven't seen much of this kid. So, um, hard to determine, um, uh, how, how he should go that high. You probably could be able to pick him up in the second round. Detroit Lions have a Nate Soldier offensive tackle out of Colorado. Have seen him and he looks awesome. I, I like the, the kid's got good feet. He looks like he's going to be an impact player, uh, during his first year. Yes, yes, yes. And the St. Louis Rams, you have Julio Jones, a wide receiver. Man, I don't know if that kid's going to be available uh, this late in the draft. If they do get him that late, it's going to be awesome. Okay, Miami Dolphins going in the 15th pick uh, with Mark Ingram. Um, Mark Ingram did not have a good showing in the uh, at the combine, so... Uh, he should be available, and it may not. Uh, you may not have to get him in the first round. You should be able to get him in, or in the early second round, because he uh, he didn't run a good time in the forty. And we need some. We need he, Miami need a running back, but they got a whole bunch of guys that run four sixes and four sevens in um, 
Miami, they need some four foes back there so they can get that get that break that game wide open up that down there in in, in uh, South Beach. The Jaguars are the 16th pick, and uh, they think that Cameron Jordan's going to be available after that awesome showing he had down at the combine. You got to be kidding me! He will not be available at the 16th pick. Are you kidding me? And you gotta you you better. Uh, you better strap it up and uh, and and, and uh, move up in the draft because that young man will not be available uh, after that. And let's see, uh, New England, you know, New England was riddled by injuries this past season, and at the 17th pick, I tell you what, they, they got. Um, oh man, by way of the Oakland Raiders, they are afforded this pick of uh, the offensive of tackle. And uh, it may not hurt them to get uh, to shore up that offensive line, but this guy is a beast. He's 6'7", 310 pounds. He's lean, mean, and hostile, agile. Man, I tell you, this man here looks like uh, he, he, he's a beast, boy, uh, out there at that tackle. He's, jeez, man. Don't, don't you don't get to see him that big and that and that agile as this young man. The Chargers has the 18th pick in the first round with possibly looking at an Alden Smith, a defensive end out of Missouri, and um, uh, didn't see much of this kid, but uh, um, did a lot of watching of his quarterback. Never didn't get to see that side of the ball. This next one is out of the 19th pick out of New uh, with the New York Giants would be Tyron Smith out of US, USC. Met the kid, met his parents. Uh, the, this kid is just uh, he's just a freak of nature, man. I'm I, he is ripped up like a, a 230 pound linebacker, but this kid is uh, really, really uh, has really good feet and. And it is an awesome personality and, and great character as well. So he should, uh, yeah, he's he should be available for uh, for that as well. Well, <clears throat> we're gonna uh, take a time out and games. We're gonna get right back to you. Please come back and join the show, and please call in to the show at. Um, 888-346-9144. We'll be back with a Tic Tac. that all of the generic financial information you get every day is hard to navigate? You need to tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook. Every weekend, Andreas Duffy will help you filter out this information and turn it into wisdom that you can really use. Be informed about the financial decisions you're about to make instead of just blindly making decisions. Andre's connections in the business and professional sports world will help you so you don't need to worry about your financial success. Tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. 
It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from under the helmet with uh, Derek Kennard. And man, we I'm just still rattling along with this NFL uh, mock draft. And uh, I believe I ended uh, with uh, the 20th pick with Tampa Bay uh, with uh, Tyron. Um, was it Tampa? Yeah, no, no, no. The 19th pick with the Giants being uh, Tyron Smith and the 20th pick. Uh, but let's back it up. New York Giants has the 19th pick with possibly Tyron Smith out of USC. Man, he is a beast. But going into Tampa Bay at the number 20, 20th pick uh, is possibly Claiborne out of deep, uh, defensive end out of Iowa. Yeah, he, he's pretty good. Um, we have Kansas City at the 21st pick uh, uh, with possibly outside linebacker Justin Houston. And uh, he uh, he uh, looks nice. That's a nice addition for them. Uh, Indianapolis Colts have gave Karami on the 22nd pick out of Wisconsin an offensive tackle. Hmm. That would be, yeah, they need some help. That's a need, not a want. And we have the 23rd pick out of Philadelphia, uh, no, uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles would be Muhammad Wilkerson, D-tackle out of Temple. And, uh, man, I don't see him going uh, before this next pick out of New Orleans Saints, Cameron Haywood. Uh, his uh, late dad, uh, Ironhead was uh, played with me with Nolans and boy, how ironic will will it be for this young man to wind up back in Nolans where his dad had uh, spent most of his career at? And um, this kid is six five, two hundred ninety four pounds, and just an absolute beast. He got a motor that won't stop. Man, this kid is uh, he's go- he's going to be something special. And, uh, uh, boy, it'd be nice to see him, uh, go to Nolans. Here we have Seattle, but I don't think he's going to be available, Nolans. <laughs> he going, I don't think he's going to be there, uh, that late in the 24th, uh, as a 24th pick. 
All right, going to the next pick of the 25th pick in the first round would be Seattle Seahawks, uh, and they're looking at the quarterback out of Miami named Brandon Harris. And the 26th pick uh, for the Ravens, um, this is a surprise, but uh, uh, they've been losing a lot of offensive linemen, so um, they, they, this may be a need instead of a want. Uh, Mike Ponce out of uh, a guard slash center out of Florida, and uh, when this kid uh, looks really good as in the draft as well. All right, Atlanta Falcons has a 27th pick, uh, 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 and, and they're looking at possibly getting a wide receiver out of Boise State. And that this kid, Titus Young, looked really good this year and did some wonderful things for them. So that would be a good addition for them. Uh, New England Patriots has another pick here in the first round. Uh, uh, and they're looking at this defensive end out of Wisconsin named J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt, look, man, I seen that guy at the combine. He ain't going to be available at the 28 pick. Somebody is drinking too much of that Kool-Aid. And you have Chicago Bears at the 29th pick at Rodney Hudson, guard center out of Florida State. Uh, a lot of old linemen and D linemen going in this draft. Boy, you see how you see what they cooking here. The Jets have a 30th pick in the draft with an outside linebacker position, uh, possibly Akeem Ayers um, out of UCLA. Um, uh, you know, didn't see much of that kid, so um, I don't have much to say about him. Pittsburgh Steelers are looking to get an offensive tackle, uh, Derek Sherrod out of Mississippi State. Um, you know, this is just, uh, just what the doctor ordered for Pittsburgh. And we have in the 32nd pick in the first round, um, the Green Bay Packers are looking to get this Danny Watkins, a guard tackle out of Baylor. And um, I don't think this young man going to be available this late in the draft. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be tight up in here, boy. I tell you, it, it, that guy, that kid is really good. So I don't think he's gonna be uh, available at the thirty second pick. He maybe get picked a lot, a lot earlier. Now with the NFL and his, and his collective bargaining agreement spilling over into the to possibly the draft, uh, which brings a uh, you know uh, brings about. Um, the players are trying to boycott the the uh, the NFL draft now. And this has been some uh, some late breaking news uh, that occurred today. Uh, the NFL is, uh, uh, is 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 going to continue with the draft, but the players are, are asking asking the top. Uh, possible top draft picks that they send out for the uh, the first five picks they usually send out for them and their parents. They pay for them to come out to New York City for the NFL draft. The actual draft right there in studio or in right there on stage, and they bring out the player that is uh, selected first, second, third, fourth, and fifth uh, in, in the first round. And uh, now they're talking about uh, sending those uh, sending letters out to those uh, those players and those families so they do not go out to the NFL draft as well as. Uh, uh, not participate in that stuff. And then we have the players boycotting it so they can just stop, uh, all, well, they won't stop the proceedings of them making the, uh, making their selections. It's just, it's just not having the top selections, uh, presence, uh, may, 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 uh, may, may cause some problems, uh, for identity purposes on, on, on what the NFL would like to do to, is to show 
the, the top picks and show them off on stage and then putting on them helmets. It, it does a lot for the NFL Network, which uh, is another form or entity that uh, the NFL is, is, is able and capable of making all the billions of dollars out of these networks. And it's a it's a way a, a way to attack the NFL and hit them hit them in the pockets. And if we don't have, you don't have that viewing of those top players coming out of college to to um, share that glorified moment with their families and friends right there in that uh, on stage. It's uh, it's you know you know how emotional they all get when you select all their dreams are come true right there on that day when they're selected and of course that's why when all the work has to be done to get that contract done so they can enjoy all those millions that they was projected to get for being picked in the uh, that high in the in the draft and you know and the NFL is uh, looking to uh, officially arrange uh, arrange it. Uh, to uh, <clears throat> have all these, all the former players and current players out there uh, boycotting the draft. And uh, 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 the NFL spokesman Greg Aiello said the decision whether to attend the draft is up to the individual prospects invited. We plan to invite the 15 to 20 top prospects and their families to New York as we normally do for this once in a lifetime experience. And he has all, uh, as always, it is the decision of the players and their families are as to whether they attend. Furthermore, several top agents have broached to me the possibility that veteran players could try to pick it in Manhattan near Radio City Music Hall where the draft is held. In the event, a lockout is going going that weekend. Boy, I tell you, it's just ongoing and ongoing. You know, with that said, it's, uh, that brings about um, uh, uh, some things that's happening in the NFL with with uh, with uh, players getting in trouble. You know, right now without a collective bargaining agreement, a kid could go out there, or a player, can, a current player could go out there and get in trouble and not be be uh, uh, subjected to. Um, uh, uh, fines and or suspensions right now because we don't have a collective bargaining agreement uh, right now. So um, that's not to encourage any of our players to go out there and get in trouble. It's, this is the time to stand fast and to stand down and uh, and to not <clears throat> get yourself in trouble. But you know, uh, you know. Speaking on that, we had uh, we had a Vikings cornerback, uh, Chris Cook, arrested for brandishing a handgun during a, during a fight, and uh, you know, this is the type of stuff that uh, needs to stop. I know it happens every off season, and uh, uh, we need to uh, we need to find a way to get a handle on these players that uh, that uh, uh, continuously on the off season. I know this is the uh, home of the brave, land of the free, and we we tend we tend to to uh, get in trouble that way. But it don't start there. It starts back in college. We got all these players that continuously get in trouble back in college, and they uh, turn around and allow them to play anyway. The Pittsburgh uh, had 22 uh, players uh, uh, in trouble this past season. Iowa. The Iowa Hawkeyes had 18. Arkansas had 18. Boise State had 16. Penn State had 16. Virginia Tech had 13. Wisconsin, 9. Oklahoma, 9. Florida State, 9. Miami, 8. Ohio State, 7. Florida, 7. 
Oregon seven. USC, they had seven players in trouble. Alabama, five. North Carolina, five. Cincinnati, five. Utah, five. Nebraska, five. Georgia Tech, four. Oregon State, four. LSU only had three. Texas, two. Stanford, one. And TCU had no players in trouble. Those are the top 25 teams that uh, the, that were in the uh, uh, <clears throat> the top 25 uh, late last season. And I tell you, you know, this came out on Sports Illustrated uh, in, in last year in 2010. And uh, be darned, you, you got you got all these teams that continuously uh, allow these players to play when uh, in college they have, they can get a handle on this and stop this, uh, this insanity of, uh, uh, and, and, Correct these players, discipline them by way of saying, "Okay, you got in trouble. You should not be able to play." Uh, you, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a disciplining issues. It's just like Ohio State uh, coach uh, Tressel knew that his players way back uh, when it happened uh, late. Uh, what is it? Early before the season started last year, he knew what had happened, and he allowed his players to play through a season when then uh, the go the to compete uh, uh, in the Sugar Bowl and everything else. And I tell you, you know, uh, it, it it just don't make no sense that he continued and allowed his players to play when he knew he knew that his players had gotten into trouble. Hey, we have to go pay some bills, and we'll be right back with uh, with a Tic Tac. And join us back at the last segment of the show. It's going to be a thriller in Manila. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You 
You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here at... Uh, VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you know, we have this last segment I want to talk about. Mr. Tiki Barber is, is making a, uh, trying to attempt to come back. And, uh, I, I don't know how this is going to pan out, but I tell you what, this, uh, this young man, uh, left the game about, uh, four years ago and, and now has since, uh, uh, taken himself out of retirement and uh, applied his papers to get back into the league. And uh, and I know he is the property of New York Giants, but the Giants has verbally agreed not to uh, not to have him on their team and their roster because they have uh, two fairly decent uh, running backs uh, uh, back there with Bradshaw and uh, the other big guy they have. But I tell you what, uh, Tiki Barber, with the, with the fresh legs that he may have right now, I don't know. He never was particularly particularly a, spe- a speedy back. With uh, I'd, I'd uh, compare him uh, to a um, maybe, maybe uh, may not, he may not hold up to this, but Emmett, Emmett Smith, uh, Emmett is, um, I don't know if he can stand up to Emmett, but I tell you what, Tiki had uh, the ability to have a burst of speed when he needed it, and that's what I'm talking about is when he hit that hole, he has that burst to get in and out of it. But to run away from a defensive back, no, he did not have that ability to to get out of that situation and use angles. He uh, did have a fumbling problem that he corrected by holding the ball up higher, and that helped him a bit. Now, uh Running bags have a life expectancy of three years or less, and he well exceeded that with playing, I believe, nine to ten years he, he logged in. But Tiki Barber, is good to, to, with this attempt to come back, is has fresh legs, but it never was a speedy back, so I don't think he's gotten faster. But uh, uh, does he have that burst of speed to get into a – uh, that burst to get in and out of a hole to help your team? Uh, yeah, sure. I believe he does in, 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 in certain situations, but is he an everyday back? I don't think so. I don't think he's an everyday back any longer. He is, has joined the over the hill gang and I believe he is, uh, merely 35 years old. And as I retired at uh, the ripe old age of 35, I looked back and said, geez, I've been playing football since I was nine years old. And to retire at the age of 35, boy, I tell you what, <laughs> uh, that's a football been very, very good to me. And I know that, uh, 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 Football has taken me to places that I would never have gone uh, without it, and uh, I'm surely grateful of that. But uh, with that said, 
Uh, 35 is way over the hill for a running back to still be in the game. But uh, this young man uh, does take care of his body, does take care of himself, and and he was with the CBS crew back in uh, New York, and I'm not quite sure what the heck happened with that because he was on for the first year or so, and then uh, from there uh, I believe he was doing on-site interviews with – with uh, situational things and uh, out in the field. And uh, uh, from there, uh, nationally, I didn't see him. So yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if he was doing some local things uh, there or still doing some local things there in New, in New York. But none of the national stuff has been hitting, them, hitting the airwaves or, or the screen with us. So I have not seen Tiki Barber out, out on the screen screen and find out what the heck happened with him and that broadcasting career that uh, that looked so promising for him and uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see once this collective bargaining agreement is done how the New York Giants are going to handle him with uh, releasing him and uh, uh, are, are they going to want some compensation from the other team that picks him up or are they just going to let him go as a free agent to get picked up and possibly catch on to a ball club so he's able to go out there and earn himself a living and uh, possibly uh, make it a year or two run uh, on the back end of his uh, late career. I know him seeing his brother out there at this late age and uh, his twin brother still playing and playing well and uh, still doing well in the defensive backfield out there with Tampa Bay. So uh, that uh, plays a part in going and visiting his his identical twin brother down there in Tampa, I'm sure. Now, um, Oh boy, I I touched on a number of things to, on this show today about the collective bargaining agreement and the decertification. I hope I've answered enough of your questions that uh, uh, that need to, uh, some of the things that we need to resolve with that. And um, one of the things that is positive about the CBA is that the NFL and the and uh, and the players agreed on the rookie wage scale, and that has uh, something to something to be build upon is to go on go on with the other situations as far as benefits and and taking care of the players once they're done with the game and and also the health of the game uh, uh going to an AT game schedule is the owners is really pushing for that and because the the, the four preseason game has been a joke and uh from a from a fan standpoint it's a joke and but uh from a player standpoint and the health of the players it uh it's 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 uh it's, it's a it's a stretch to do an additional two games. Although, as a, a USFL former player, I have played an 18-game schedule, and uh, it's tough. It's grueling. It's a long season, and uh, uh, but you know we also had the capabilities of having a a, a larger roster. It wasn't no 53-man roster. We had more guys on the bench to get to get it done if there's some injuries and that's what the NFL is going to have to come to resolutions about is to get uh, more players out there it, barring injury uh, to uh, out there on the field and, and this is the give and take from the both the NFL side of the side of the aisle to the player side of the aisle the, the players got has some uh, has a voice and has opinions and the owners of course has their voice and have their opinions and that's where the mediator comes in the middle and try to get an agreement to mediate between the two to say hey 
there is an issue with you wanting an 18-game schedule, and then we have this injury thing and the health of the league of and the players to to put out a good product out there on the field. And in order to do that, you know, you need some healthy guys out there on the field. So, man, the owners are going to have to pony up and get uh, and pay some additional players and and, and, and increase uh, benefits and 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 and, and to the well-being of the game uh, beyond the game. And that's talking about their life after after football. And it's you know you only play, you're spending less than a quarter of your life out there on playing ball, and then the rest of three quarters of your life is out here, so flapping in the wind, big fella. You better get it together <laughs> while you're playing, because boy, I tell you, when you're out here, boy, then you better get the, get the cracking on the books and do exactly what you're supposed to do, and get your education. Hey, we want to say a few things about ProEdge Performance. ProEdge Performance, you go get your work out there at ProEdge.com out there in Chandler, Arizona. And uh, shout out to all my folks out in the, in the Bay Area and in Stockton and Dallas, Dallas, Texas. And, of course, Nolans. I love them folks down in Nolans out there in the Bayou. Y'all enjoyed y'all Mardi Gras. I believe it's over. Uh, and, and, uh, man, it's just so good to, to be on, on this, on live on the radio for you, for all my listeners to listen and on the show. Hey, we'll be back next week with an awesome show. I'm going to have a, a special guest speaker and it's going to be a surprise. So stay tuned and come back with a tic tac and join us next week from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Bam! Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.